This podcast is brought to you by GoMoto, the service lane kiosk that grows your business. Want to increase revenue, improve the customer experience, and maximize service efficiency? Visit GoMoto.com to learn more. That's G-O-M-O-T-O dot com. Hello, and welcome to Daily Drive. It's Monday, May 23rd, 2022. I'm Jamie Butters, Executive Editor of Automotive News. Hyundai went down to Georgia looking to build EVs. We've got a data check on supplier relations. Not pretty for Stellantis. And the luxury market is looking like a one-horse race. Plus, General Motors President Mark Royce talks about electric cars, Corvettes, and electric Corvettes. First, let's run through all the news you need to know to keep up in the auto industry. Hyundai has confirmed plans for a Georgia plant dedicated to EVs and batteries. The Motor Group will invest in a $5.5 billion plant, and suppliers will invest an additional billion dollars. The value of state and local incentives have not yet been disclosed. The complex will employ more than 8,000 people in a small town outside of Savannah. Jose Munoz, Hyundai Motors Global COO and North America Chief, confirmed that up to six models in a variety of body styles will be built there by 2028. A supply chain industry source who asked not to be identified told Automotive News that the factory is expected to launch with the Hyundai Ioniq 7 in 2025. This makes Hyundai the first Asian automaker to commit a North American plant exclusively to EV production. I told you recently about Stellantis reversing course on changes to supplier contracts. Uh, to recap, right in January, it quietly changed the fine print, the terms and conditions in contracts to significantly advantage the automaker. Suppliers complained, and this month the company relented. Now we can see numerically how badly the move hurt relations between Stellantis and its suppliers. The annual Working Relations Index study from Plant Moran is out today based on surveys taken from February to April, and Stellantis was at a historic low. Consider this. Last year, Stellantis had the lowest score by a significant margin, actually the lowest score of anybody in more than a decade. It was 41 points worse than Nissan at 170 on the 100 to 400 point scale. This year, Stellantis' score fell by 42 more points to 128. Nissan, if you were wondering, rose 8 points to 219. Toyota led the way with a score of 345, followed closely by Honda, and GM widened its lead over Ford for third place. Looking at the U.S. luxury market, Tesla dominated first quarter results after navigating the chip shortage better than rivals did. Since Tesla doesn't disclose how many of its deliveries each quarter are in the U.S., we use registration data gathered from states by Experian to give us an apples-to-apples look at Tesla's market share. Last year, BMW barely held on to the luxury crown. This year, Tesla is off to a hot start. New vehicle registrations for the EV specialist rose 59% to 113,882 while BMWs slipped 3% to 80,482. BMW actually did better than most. 12 of the next 13 luxury brands saw declines from 17% at Lexus to 43% at Infiniti. The one exception, Hyundai Motor Group's Genesis brand, which has a small but growing lineup, it saw a 53% jump to 12,459. 
And that's the news you need to know. Coming up, what will it take for a single EV to serve all of a typical family's needs? Charge time is important. We'll get into it after the break. Listen to Fred Hayes, service manager at Temecula Valley Buick GMC, and Philip Candido, fixed operations director, talk about their experience with GoMoto in their service drive. Before GoMoto, the backups in the service lane were due to not being able to get to the customer in a, in a timely manner. There's times where menus are passed over where the advisor forgets to tell them, hey, it needs its major service. And now with the GoMoto, customers are presented with a maintenance package every time. The time freed up from not having the customer sitting in front of them every single time they come in, it helps them be more efficient. It helps them focus more on the customer's concern and the, the maintenance and service of the vehicle. Before GoMoto, we would average approximately 130000 in service gross. The kiosk in the service drive doubled the gross profit in the dealership. It's amazing, 100%. Using the GoMoto kiosk makes the dealership more profitable. Want to increase revenue, improve the customer experience, and maximize service efficiency just like Temecula Valley? Visit GoMoto.com to learn more. That's G-O-M-O-T-O dot com. Welcome back to Daily Drive. I'm Jamie Butters. Mark Royce is president of General Motors. He's also an engineer by training. In his conversation with Automotive News publisher Casey Crane, he made a distinction between the two at one point when discussing his personal views on the need for nuclear power. That's not the only interesting element of their discussion at the Automotive News Congress in Nashville last week, which covered GM's approach to the EV market, its strategy for electric motors, electrifying the Corvette, and much more. Let's go to an excerpt now. Um, a, a couple of questions from the audience. There's definitely some car people in the audience. Um, specifically around the power motors for your EVs, how come you're not using higher-powered electric motors for your EVs? Well, we've got some pretty high-powered ones in our, in our Hummer. I mean, you know, really high-powered ones. And, uh, and so that, that makes a, a thousand horsepower. So, you know, I don't know if you want anything more than that on a combined basis. It's pretty, pretty nutty. Um, always more. Yeah, right? always That's more. Always, always, more, always more. Right, right, right. Always more. But, but I also say that, um, you know, uh, we, we have done a lot of um, engineering and research around the family of motors that we are going to produce and how we're going to produce them, what volume we're going to produce them. And I would say, um, as those motors get more and more efficient, they can deliver more and more power for less cost. But you've got to start somewhere. And so um, that's what we're doing. But I would also say, you know, we just announced that the Lyric got 312 miles of range on a rear-wheel drive variant, you know, the first variant of that, we were shooting for 300. So we're going to overachieve on some of this stuff. And I told you about the Hummer that of the real, real world mileage of one of our customers. So, you know, this is, um, you know, we can deliver. And so it's pretty exciting. Uh, you, you mentioned talking to some of the power companies. And again, you and I have talked about this before, the pressure that, you know, if you think about half the cars by 2035 being electric vehicles, the pressure that that will put on a, on a grid, um, nobody seems to talk about uh, other energy sources, you know, uh, solar, um, 
you know, wind, coal can only do so much, or obviously coal is not where we're going, but nobody talks about nuclear. I mean, the Europeans are comfortable there. Um, do you think the U.S. will ever get comfortable again? That's a great question. You know, um, I happened to watch a, uh, a documentary on some of the accidents that was, I don't know what channel it was on, maybe the, maybe um, American, probably History Channel now I think about it. Anyway, um, there's a history of that, but there's also a, a, a cause and effect of why some of those happen um, on cost reduction and uh, just misdesign. If you look at, um, in fact, our Fermi 2 just came back online after a big upgrade and safety check and all that stuff, and I think it does right around, what, 30% of what Michigan's power is, something yeah. like that? That's very compelling. It will always be compelling. Um, and so I think um, there's a real future for that. And I think the, the design of that has come so far that um, it needs to be in consideration again. And that's just, that's not a GM perspective. That's a Mark Royce engineer perspective. And I really, I really believe it's, it's still um, one of the, the, the best sources, harnessed and controlled and everything else. And I think the world knows how to do that. You almost went down that path in school, didn't you? I did, actually. Yeah, don't, yes. Um, <laughs> when submarines were still part of the deal. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, when you think about marketing cars, and you, know, you guys launched the V-Series Escalade last week, that's an easy truck to market, right? The guy that wants that, guy or gal <laughs> that wants that truck, uh, high horsepower, yeah. you want, it's everything, right? right? Lots of room, lots yeah. of everything. That was fun. Easy. Lots of fun. That's a, yeah, yeah, that's a fun. Um, but when you think about marketing EVs, does it have to be a different strategy? It does, and I think if you look at, um, you know, uh, what we don't want to get into is marketing a short-term uh, almost hype on, on any one of our products. We've got so many products coming, and our portfolio is so deep and rich and so different from many other OEMs. We want to concentrate on the vehicle. We want to concentrate on the customer, more importantly, on what... Um, what that customer will find valuable in the vehicle. And I think, I think you see that with things like the Silverado, again, where we have focused on, you know, a mid-gate, um, four-wheel steering, air suspension, all of those things that a traditional um, truck platform can't deliver, we're going to deliver on that. On the Lyric, you know, Cadillac hasn't seen a design like this in, in a long time. And so, you know, we're using that EV transition to create a new Cadillac, and you'll see it in the Celestic too, which is our statement car that uh, you'll see here in the next few months. And this is a brand statement um, for Cadillac that will actually be just extraordinary. And we haven't done that in my career. So yes, it's an EV. Yes, it's a statement for Cadillac. So in that way, we are reinventing Cadillac with EV. So that's very special. In the other instance where we're doing Silverados and Sierra that are much different than our regular truck platforms, much different, that'll be a big, big difference. And it'll actually be additive to our regular truck production and our truck marketing, you know, the way we go to market with uh, GMC and Chevrolet. Talk a little more about that, because I got a question from the audience on BEV platforms for, you know, Chevys like the Blazer. Yep. I, I like when you give that look. That's the, yeah, we got some cool stuff coming look. Um, 
Any, want to expand on that at all? On that blazer? Yeah. And the Equinox, yeah, th those are, um, you know, those would be right around 30,000 bucks. And we've shown some of the image of those, both. Um, full electric. Full, all electric. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, no hybrids, no, no, none of that stuff. It, it's all electric. And we're going to hit that $30,000 price point. And we're going to do it in high volume. And, you know, we'll do that at the blazer as well. You know, that's what's going to really separate us from a mines, you know, share of mine standpoint with EV because, you know, again, they will be, um, relatively high range vehicles for a good price point and until we get people that can buy one vehicle to satisfy a family on utility and go everywhere and do anything the adoption piece of this will be held back somewhat and so these two vehicles are very key for the whole piece of the industry on adoption because you know it's no longer a secondary vehicle that I use on the weekends it's no longer a hundred thousand dollar vehicle it's a thirty thousand dollar vehicle with utility that I can take my kids in that I can go from Michigan to Cedar Point you know all that stuff right and that's super important and you know I'd say the charge time KC and you know this we've talked about this the charge time the amount that we can get into the car and get my mileage on, you know, you know, the Lyric is about 78 miles in about 10 minutes. The Hummer is 100 miles in 10 minutes. Those are different because of the two different voltage platforms between 400 and 800. And so we can deliver anything we want, and we will. And it depends on what our customers want, and it'll only get better over time. Um, that's awesome. Uh, you, you talked earlier about, um, you know, thinking about these cars and how Cadillac is using EVs to reinvent itself. Uh, that's an emotional thing. That, the way those cars look is emotional. You get in them, they won't sound the way Cadillacs used to sound, nope. but they will look very cool. Explain how you do something like the Corvette. People love the way that Corvette sounds. Yes. So now you got to sell an EV that doesn't have that same emotion. It doesn't have a, a V8 or even a, a Turbo 6. Talk us through how you, you go to market with something like the Corvette, which is, by the way, different than how Ford went to market with the electric Mustang. Very different. Yes, very different. And so if you look at this, uh, and you look at Corvette, you know, I, look, I love Corvettes. You know, I have, I have old Corvettes. I, you know, sell and have fun with old Corvettes. I have new Corvettes. All that stuff, okay? It's not static with me. I love it all. Um, it's all about value and performance for a Corvette, unlike other supercars that are, you know, four, $500,000 deals. You know, Corvette is about really iconic performance. It's, it's American, and, you know, those are the core values. I don't look at electric Corvettes as replacements. We've, we've got a lot of legs on the CA platform. And so what I announced uh, was on CNBC was you'll see an electrified Corvette, you'll see an electric Corvette. And I didn't say when, other than the electrified one you'll see next year. But electrified things off a of C8 was part of the architecture from the very beginning. And so, you know, this is not casual stuff that we sort of decided it would be cool to do. This is part of the DNA of the Corvette. And so, you know, I got people hating me when we said we're going from a front engine to a mid-engine car, you know. Had those folks, I get it, you know. They've always been front, I, I get all that, right? But when you run out of performance and you can't get any more out of a front engine car, what are you gonna do? You gotta go to something that is extraordinary and you gotta get the value right, and you gotta get the design right, and then all of a sudden people are like, gee, you know, 
that's pretty awesome, right? And it's not just more horsepower we're trying to deliver to the road. It's actually, you know, a very sophisticated package. You see the same thing with the electrified versions. Um, the, the sound, the visceral feel of Corvette um, will be different uh, on the additive electrified versions, but it won't be gone. I mean, this is, you know, this is all about, you know, the driving experience and, and having fun and, you know, being seen in a Corvette, all that stuff, right? That's all, that's what it's all about. So I think we know that pretty well, um, but we always get a little bit of flack from some of the people who don't want change, right? Um, and so... There's always know, those people. Yeah, I was going to say, you know, that's part of the deal. So Yeah, it's, it's okay. interesting. I always wonder about that with the supercar makers as well, right? There's so oh, yeah. much emotion. Oh, yeah. It's oh, interesting. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned being seen in the Corvette. Uh, that's a big part about it. Sure. That's Daily Drive for today. I'm Jamie Butters. The Congress in Nashville was a smashing success. If you can make it to our other events, I think you'll find it a great use of your time. We'll be in Washington June 16th, Detroit September 20th, and out west in November. You can find all the details on the Congress, as well as the latest news on electric vehicles, American manufacturing, and everything happening in the auto industry at autonews.com. Thanks to Nathan Kadick for editing today's show. Thanks to the Automotive News multimedia team and web editor Victor Galvan for their help. And thanks to you for listening and making the show part of your daily routine. Now, let's all get back to work.